Uh, during seminary, I took an optional semester-long seminar called Jesus and the Temple in the Gospel and Acts. Um, and for my term paper, I wrote on this very Gospel event, uh, commonly known to us as Jesus cleansing the temple. And so to prepare for this homily, I looked up my old paper and I started uh, reading it. And uh, it was earlier this week, the middle of the day, and I was as I was reading it, I fell into a deep slumbering nap. That's pretty rare, pretty rare for me because I, uh, I don't take naps during the day. And so, yeah, if, there, if there's anybody here who suffers from sleeplessness, insomnia, let me know. I'm happy to share that paper. Uh, this is a true story, by the way. Um, so the challenge for me, uh, for this homily, was, all right, there are all these interesting things um, that happens in the Jesus cleansing the temple, but... For our purposes, for this homily, I have boiled it down to two main points. One, how Jesus cleansing the temple, how it relates to our lives. And two, how it affects our understanding of who Jesus is. Because the more we can know about who Jesus is, the more we can love him and the more that we can follow him. This gospel passage is a fitting one during the Lenten season because it invites us to cleanse the temple of our own lives. Jesus says, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The word that he uses for temple here is sanctuary. And the sanctuary for the Jews and for us here, this area, we believe it's where the presence of God makes his dwelling, right? God dwells here in this sanctuary in the tabernacle, right? His real presence in the Eucharist. Same thing in the temple, in the sanctuary. And we're told that Jesus is referring to the sanctuary of his body. What about us? Um, can we say that our bodies are temples or sanctuaries of God's Spirit? Absolutely. Absolutely. And when did that happen for us? When did our bodies become temples of the Holy Spirit? Baptism. Right? Baptism, that moment when we received sacramental grace where we received the life of God, when we were clothed with Christ, right, when we became children of God. That moment when we can say, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Uh, following the words of St. Paul. However, over time, our lives can be cluttered with unnecessary messy stuff 
like sin and its consequences, bad habits and distractions. And this is where uh, the Ten Commandments comes in from our first reading, right? It should form the basis, the foundation of our spiritual and moral lives. Am I living according to God's commands, to His will, clearly laid out in the Ten Commandments? Yeah, I invite you during this week, during the season of Lent, to slowly go over these Ten Commands that God has given us. And if you find ourselves falling short, missing the mark, well then, there's a sure way that we're able to cleanse our souls. That's through the Sacrament of Reconciliation. And the season of Lent is is such a great time to celebrate this great gift that God has given us. So uh, during Holy Week, which is coming up on Monday, Reconciliation Monday, we'll, we'll have confession times available all throughout the days, all throughout the day in all the three parishes, um, but also on Saturdays before the Vigil Mass, one hour before, um, we're able to take advantage, as well as coming to yeah, the rectory at St. Ignatius anytime. Uh, during the day, during the week. The second main point, all right, how does Jesus cleansing the temple teach us about who he really is? Uh, We're told that, it's quite shocking, actually, that Jesus made a whip out of cords and drove them all out of the temple area. How does this affect your view of Jesus? Wasn't Jesus a nice person? How could he do such a thing? You know, nice people tend not to say or do something that accepts, that upsets, or offends other people. Nice people tend not to make enemies. Nice people tend not to upset the status quo. Nice people often tend to be people pleasers. Nice people tend to be politically correct. Nice people, they say and do nice things. Nice people don't point out other people's sins and tell them not to sin anymore. Nice people don't call people hypocrites, fools, vipers, serpents, whitewashed tombs filled with dead men's bones and filth. Nice people don't make a whip out of cords and drive people and animals out. These are all things Jesus said and did. So in this sense, Jesus was not nice. Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Jesus didn't compromise the truth because he didn't want to offend people. If someone was living a sinful life, he never said, you do you. 
Jesus is the Son of God and God who is love. Authentic love corrects people when they're wrong, when they're going down the wrong path, and even makes a cord out of whip when he needs to. Talking about that whip, did he actually use that to hurt someone? No. Notice this small detail. And to those who sold doves, he said, take these out of here because the doves would have been kept in cages, right? These were animals used for sacrifice in the temple. He, te- he said, take them out of here, because if he overturned the table where these cages were, it, it would have injured these doves, these animals. So we see that Jesus' zeal, it doesn't, co- it doesn't cause harm or injury to those around him. He expresses his righteous anger in a way that motivates and instructs, and not in a way that harms the vulnerable. It's a big difference there, right? Jesus does whatever it takes for the good of the other. This is what love is even things that are considered not nice because he loves, because he's loving. He also says, stop making my father's house into a marketplace. That must have been a strange and shocking thing for the people in the temple, right? Because this Jesus, isn't he the son of Joseph? and Mary, the carpenter's son from Nazareth. What right, what authority does Jesus have to to do these things? To call himself in the temple, to call it my father's house. He could only say that if He truly was the Son of God. Dear friends, nice people, they don't get crucified. By Jesus cleansing the temple, it upset the religious leaders of that time and it motivated them to get rid of him, to crucify him. And knowing all that, Christ freely chose the way of love, the way of the cross, for our good, for our salvation. Let's take this opportunity then to cleanse the temple, to cleanse the sanctuary of our bodies, and to understand, to get to know Jesus for who he truly was and follow and love him more closely.